Maybe I should have killed four or five hundred people, then I would have felt better. If it was a horrendous crime, why didn't I shoot them between the eyes, cut their penis off? People say Ted Bundy didn't show any emotion. There must be something in there. Uh, he was saving body parts such as uh, skulls and uh, skeletons. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Murdery. It's about to get real murdery with Charles Albright, the eyeball killer. Dun, dun, dun. Gross. <laughs> Take it away, Taylor. Okay. I think I say that every time. It's going to be my catchphrase. Take it away. All right. <laughs> Charles Albright was born August 10th, 1933. Uh, he was adopted by Dell and Fred Albright. Got to watch out for those. No, I'm just Yeah, got to watch out for those adopted kids. They might <laughs> serial kill you. <laughs> no, that's not true. I'm adopted. It's okay. I can say that. <laughs> um, but his mother, Dell, was extremely overprotective and strict. As a teenager, he got his first gun and would kill small animals. Oh, good. Like, how strict is she? Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> you're going to be a serial killer. Uh, his mother would help him stuff them because he was interested in taxidermy. Red flag. I mean, I <laughs> I guess that's a cute hobby to have together, but gross? That's uh, gross. Again, red flag. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say red flag on that one. Let's not do that as a hobby. Yeah. At the age of 13, he was already a petty thief and had been arrested for aggravated assault. Uh, at 13... Um, he graduated. Found that strict to me. Yeah. Um, she he graduated from high school at fifteen, and enrolled at the University of Texas of North Texas North Texas, North Texas University Texas University. <laughs> One of these times. Um, and so obviously, like he's very smart. Like he graduated early. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the age of 16, he was arrested for stealing petty cash and weapons and spent a year in jail. After he, his release, he enrolled at the Arkansas State Teachers College, which I had never heard of that. Like, I, is that a college for teachers? But then I was confused because he his major in, was pre-med. Yeah, I don't know. So that confused me. <laughs> I'm going to hover. Uh, he was again caught with stolen property. He was expelled, but not prosecuted. Uh, so he then, uh, Albright falsified a bachelor's and master's degree by stealing the right documents and forging signatures. Oh, wow. So I want to learn how to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I promise I have my degree in all of these things. (laughs) I mean, just look at this piece of paper. Look at it. It says I have it. That's not my signature. (laughs) Albright married his college girlfriend, and they had one child. Which, I mean, how did she not know that he was, he falsified these documents? That confuses me. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't fault her. She's married a crazy person, but whatever. Um, His wife was a teacher. While he couldn't hold down a job for long periods of time, he continued to forge checks, and falsify credentials. He was caught again um, with these forgeries and things like that, but managed to only get probation. And I'm wondering if that's because, like, as a, like he did a lot of these other crimes as a minor, so 
he maybe like those records were so, sealed. Yeah, and it was it just wasn't as bad once he was older. Yeah, or yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, so he managed to only get probation. Uh, he and his wife separated in 1965 and finally divorced in 1974. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, it only took nine years, but whatever. At least you got out. Yeah. In 1981, after his mother died, Albright was visiting some friends and sexually molested their young daughter. Uh, his they, friend's daughter. Yes. Bowie, I can't hold you. <laughs> uh, they reported him and he was prosecuted. He claimed he was innocent, but pled guilty to avoid the hassle. You're and, an idiot. But he only got probation again. Oh my God. This guy is slipping through the cracks. All I don't right. care for it. Well, it's about to get murdery in here because we're going to start there. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. All right. On December 13, 1990, I was a cool four months old. That's Ivan's birthday. Not 1990, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mary Pratt, uh, a 35-year-old well-known sex worker in the Dallas Oak Cliff neighborhood, was found shot in the back of the head with a 45 caliber bullet. Um, She was found face up with only a T-shirt on, but even that was pulled up to reveal her naked body. Uh, police believe that she was displayed and that the killer wanted her to be found that way. There was very little physical evidence at the scene, uh, so they knew she had been killed somewhere else and her body had been dumped there. Uh, when the autopsy was done on, the me- uh, on Mary, the medical examiner confirmed that she was an addict uh they felt uh that it was a normal autopsy of a gunshot victim until she went to check mary's eye color oh i forgot he was the eyeball killer (laughs) (laughs) i really forgot (laughs) um both eyes had been removed with such precision that there was no damage to the eyelids (gasps) Oh, in order that to rem- is horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. Uh, in order to, it's about to get a little even more gross. So yeah, if like you need I, to- listen, I can't even think about like other people getting LASIK surgery. That just freaks me out. Just thinking about someone else getting it. So I don't want. Yeah, so I don't want anyone touching anywhere near or around my eyeballs. I'm kind of about to tell you how it happens. So if that grosses you out, maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds. Yeah, fast Um, forward if you need to. But in order to remove them, the murderer had to get a knife under the eyelids and cut away, cut the eye away from six muscle groups that hold them in the socket. Oh, yeah gross that's gross this is not a procedure that you learn in medical school so the medical examiner was kind of dumbfounded by this like it's not even something that you would find in a textbook yeah that is so bizarre um they did do a sexual assault kit on mary and no semen was found but there were a few foreign hairs that they collected outside of that there really wasn't much evidence that is just bananas yeah uh Two months later, on February 10th of 1991, Susan Peterson, another sex worker, was found naked with a t-shirt pulled up and displayed like Mary was. 
Susan had been shot three times with a 44 caliber, once in the top of the head, once in the left breast, and once point blank in the back of the head. An empty condom package was found near the body, but again, not much evidence. So the police knew um, knew it was again again that the victim had been killed somewhere else. During the autopsy, the medical examiner had found Susan's eyes had also been removed with surgical precision, leading the investigators to believe that they may have had a serial killer on the loose. And oh my gosh! Something. Why is this your signature? Why is yeah. this your mo? Well, and something to think about. Uh, remember, Mary's um, murder happened in December of 1990, and it wasn't until February of 91. So there's a two month, basically cooling yeah. off period. Yeah. That this happened, and something to think about too. That Dallas was one of the most dangerous cities um, in the 90s. Uh, they had like the city at this time had 444 murders in 1990 and then a staggering 501 set like 444 was the record before like they had broken the record yeah that's why and then um it jumped up to 501 in 1991 so like this was not a safe city to yeah, be that's in that's a lot that is a lot i would not yeah. feel safe there um with two sex workers having had their eyes removed police began to speculate why their killer would do this type of mutilation. Uh, Panic began to set in for white sex workers um, because both of these women were white. They seemed to only be like, that was their interest. Um, Women of other races weren't as concerned because the serial killer seemed to only be interested in larger white women with long, dark hair. Oh, sad. Yeah. Um, Dallas officials called the police or sorry, called the FBI to run a check in their crime database to see if there was any record of a killer surgically removing eyeballs. Unfortunately, nothing was found, but the FBI did um, build a behavior um, profile of the killer. Uh, the profiler used information gathered from the crime scenes and known criminal history, like not necessarily of this person, obviously, but just mm-hmm. ki- criminal histories of things anyways, to identify characteristics about the killer. Profilers believed the killer was a heterosexual sadist, meaning that he truly hated women, even ones um, that he would be close to, like, and he thought all of them to be bitches, whores, or sluts. Real great guy. I think you're a bitch, a whore, and a slut. Oh, thanks. Mr. Eyeball Killer. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Oh, I'm not talking to you. I think you're wonderful. <laughs> um, they believed that in displaying the women, the killer was proud of his work. Profilers thought that he was a white male in his mid-30s, like most serial killers. <laughs> we guess that. Um, a possible resident of Oak Cliff would have an educational background in the sciences and the killer would even be respected by those who know him in good physical condition and might even have friends in law enforcement. Um, he would also drive an older truck and would strike again. Yeah, we know he's going to strike again, too. I think we can tell. I, like, I also like it really confuses me when I'm like reading a profile and they're like, he drives an old truck and then it's right. And I'm like, how, like of all the cars. How the fuck did you know that? Yeah, like, how'd you know what kind of car he's going to drive? 
<sighs> Definitely an old truck. Probably some rust spots. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What is the algorithm you're using to get this? Please, please tell me. Information, because I'm confused. Yeah. So flyers were passed around the city to help keep the women informed and on the lookout. The police were very strategic about the information they gave out and specifically withheld the eyeball removal portion so that the public wouldn't just go into sheer panic. Yeah, because that is, I'm telling you right now, that is freaking terrifying to me like any like i can touch my own eyeball yeah like i have no issue with oh, that yeah. i mean I if i want to wear contacts i, I can. can put a contact in i mean eyeball. i can That's even fine. touch my child's eyeball yes i was like my husband on the other hand can't touch his own eye cannot I even weird. touch I my child's weird. eye my my issue but comes with something the, coming the knife at my by eye. my eyeball yeah, no, no, you know I what like i mean that. i don't like that like lasik where they like peel your eye skin off of your eyeball and you can see everything i want no part of that yeah, I want no, no part of that. None of that. Uh, so they withheld that information so that, again, there wouldn't be sheer panic happening. Somehow it was leaked to the media, and their headlines um, said that there was significant mutilation to the face, leading the public to feel as though they had their own Jack the Ripper. Oh, no. And I was like, what? This is why I hate I, the media. Yeah. You guys like I, blow it the, up into something that... They make it seem ten times... Like, this is bad, yes. It's bad, and it's really, really scary, but, like, come on, don't scare people more than you need to. Right. Um, police began to stake out the hotel sex workers would use, run license plates of men who frequented them, and often... Um, so they even started to have female cops... That fitting that fit the general description of what he seemed to like, mm-hmm. dress up as sex workers and try and reel him in, but it like it turned up nothing. Also, so so at this point, it's Mary and Suzanne that have been killed. Yes. Okay. Um, another sex worker named Veronica Rodriguez came forward telling police that she was with Mary on the day she went missing. Oh no! Yeah. She told police that she and Mary had a threesome with the killer, and he took them to a vacant field. (laughs) Don't laugh over there. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm a child. (laughs) (laughs) After Veronica was getting dressed, Mary had gotten into an argument with the killer, and he shot her in the head. Veronica ran for it. She found the nearby house. Uh, She described... The attacker as a middle-aged white male with salt and pepper hair driving a white pickup truck. (gasps) Yeah. Uh, The police were hesitant to believe her story because she was a known crack addict sex worker. Um, She had a history of lying and going into dementia-like states, um, saying things people could barely understand. She had basically fried her brain from years of the drug use. Yeah. Um, And because of that, because they were hesitant to believe her story or look into the things she said, the case stalled. I was like, that's hard. Like it's hard because like, I understand that she's a sex worker and like, I've, I've had cases like when I worked at the police station where I like, a sex worker was my client. But then yeah. I also had cases where that same sex worker was now the defendant. Yeah, like, exactly. And it's hard to know which which side you're going to take here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, 
how reliable is she going to be as a witness, first of all? Well, and, and she's all, going to get eaten alive on a stand no matter what. that's what I going to say. If you put this girl in front of a jury, they are going to chew her up and spit her out. Yeah. You know, it's and not... And she's... Yeah. She, you're not going to be reliable in front of Karen, who's a mom of four in the jury box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, on March 10th, so a month later... Um, a third victim was found. She was displayed in front of an elementary school. Where I work. Not the one I work at. <laughs> but like, that just drives me crazy. That's like, horrible. These poor children. Is that, did kids find her? Uh, it didn't say. I really hope not. But um, a condom package was again found near her body. The victim was identified as Shirley Williams, a part-time sex worker who also worked as a maid during the day. Uh, Shirley was a black sex worker, so this was kind of um, a shock to investigators because she like she didn't fit the she didn't fit the um, the previous victims. Yeah, the profile of the previous victims. But so like because of that, they kind of questioned if it was the same killer. So um, one of the officers at the scene immediately said, "Go check her eyes. That's like we need to mm-hmm. know." And her eyes had been removed. Of course they were. So they believed that the killer was back. Just a quick update. Sorry to insert here. Um, March 10th, 1991 was a Sunday. So hopefully kids did not find her body. That was actually like a legitimate concern for me. Yeah, I know. I I quickly Googled it while we were talking. Good. Um, So the eye removal in this case, though, was not as precise as, um, as the previous killings leading the victim, um, leading into, sorry. Leading um, investigators? Yes, but I was reading a line above, so oh, I, I had actually I already read <laughs> I lost my place. I'm just, just trying called to me out insert for it. more sentences <laughs> to confuse you. I, my um, so, the, like I said, it wasn't um, as precise this time. Uh, they even found a tip of an X-Acto knife. Like, that hurts my eyes, like, oh, even <laughs> thinking that. I have the chills. That is <laughs> like, horrible. where it hit the bone. Oh. Uh, the medical examiner said, though, like, this could have happened, like, if the body, kind of like we've talked about before in cases where a body um, either makes noises or gases are being released. Yeah. So the body, like, may have twitched or something in some way. And he wasn't that, expecting um, that. That kind of, like, messed up him taking the eyeballs out with such care i wonder if that that made officers think it was like a copycat type of case you know if it wasn't as perfect um i don't know because even though like the new i don't know if they necessarily thought it was like could have been a copycat but it was still pretty precise but just not like i mean she ended up having like a little bit perfect as it it was before um and that the mutilation was um was stated, but it wasn't saying like the news never released what kind of mutilation. Okay, yeah, it was. you did say that. You so, did say that. It was just like a facial mutilation. Um. So, again, uh, the body could have moved, which is why it wasn't as precise. Uh, there was no bio- biological material found on the body, but there were several foreign pubic hairs recovered. Um. Sorry, finger up. That means, hang on, there was pubic hairs discovered on someone else too, wasn't there? Yes, on okay. Mary. Okay. Um, Sorry, I forget that the podcasters can't see my finger. 
I was like, I just ideas coming to light. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, The profilers, like I said before, like uh, profilers found that like the change in race troubling because it was very rare for serial killers to change preference. Well, and to to change that drastically too, like from from white women to black women, I just think that's like a big change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's a you know that's a really big change for him to just turn on a dime like that. Right. Uh, police were convinced that the killer was a regular sex worker customer, so they started to interview the sex workers. They interviewed one uh, named Brenda White, who said she had a customer who matched the general profile, and that when he picked her up, she wanted to go to a hotel, but he wanted to drive around and find um, find somewhere secluded, and she said no. And he began to attack her, saying, I hate hoes. I'm going to kill all you hoes. Like. What? Yeah. You're an idiot. Um, And then she maced him and got away. Good for her for carrying mace. Good for you for carrying mace. Like, I I don't. I have. I don't know. I don't think I have any mace. I remember, like, as a kid, my dad, like, my dad told us if we wanted to carry mace, he didn't spray us in the face. We had he like sprayed it, and we ended up like having to kind of walk through it, through a it or whatever, bit. so you would know. So what I would know like. what I was doing. Yeah, and because it's also like if you spray mace, you're most likely going to get something. Some of that. Yeah, in your nose or mouth or eyes or whatever. Like it's a spray. Um, yeah, and so that's painful. And to do that in a truck, like a cab of a truck, like that, that sucks. There's no escape. Yeah, yeah. but she got away. Um, so she gave a similar description as Veronica Rodriguez. That's weird. Hmm. Hmm. Similar. That's weird. So the police decided to go back over Veronica's statement and found that the resident she ran to was a man named Axton Schindler. Veronica also told police, um, that Axton said he knew the man that was stalking and killing the sex workers. Huh. Weird. Hmm. I think it's a friend that I have. Yeah. Uh, when police finally interviewed Axton, he denied saying that, which, I mean, again, that can go back and forth with whether or not Veronica was in the right state of mind. Yeah. Um, and, and everything. But maybe he did know him. We'll find out. Well, we Maybe we'll find out. Um, as they did research on Axton's home, they found that it was owned by a Charles Albright the eyeball killer. <laughs> um, a confidential informant for police mentioned that she had previously dated I, um, Albright and that he had a weird fixation on eyeballs and owned a ton of exacto knives. How many exacto knives do you need to own? I don't have any. I think we maybe have one, but that's because my husband builds things. I don't have any because they're sharp as fuck and mm-hmm. I will cut myself. Yeah, I don't, I don't mess. With, I don't touch I it. I don't need that in my life. I got either. scissors. Yeah, if I can't cut a straight line with, and I can't even cut a straight line with scissors, so there's I'm, no hope for me. No, I'm getting real good at scissors because I have to use them at work every day. But when I started, I wasn't good at them. <laughs> I can't cut a straight line. We're not in our 30s and don't know how to use scissors. I'm not, I'm not good at tape. I'll tell you that right now. I'm terrible at tape. No. Um. But anyways, he had a weird fixation on eyes and owned a ton of X-Acto knives. Um, Albright had a history, a criminal history of burglary, 
theft and minor sexual and sexual assault on a minor. Oh. Oh, you fit the profile, yeah. Charles. When police showed Brenda photo, um, Brenda White, his photo, she told police that that was the man who attacked her. Um, police also brought Veronica back in and showed her a photo lineup, and she burst into terrified tears when she saw Albright's Aww. photo. Like, um, when she was finally able to calm down, she turned his photo over, signing it to say that this was the man she saw killed Mary. Oh, that's sad. I think that gives her a lot of credit. Yeah. Just her emotional reaction that was that mm-hmm. strong when she saw him. Yeah. Outside of his age, Albright fit the profile, the FBI profile of the killer. Like, everything to a t um police believe that albright was the killer but veronica was the only witness that tied him to the killings um so and with her history of lying like we mentioned before and the drug use and the dementia like states she was not going to be a credible witness she's going to get eaten alive on um on the stand Uh, so police began to show his picture around to other sex workers to find out if anyone else knew him and if he was a frequent customer Although several sex workers recognized him, Albright denied ever being with a sex worker. He said, I don't do that. Charles. I got my own girl at home. I don't need to go pay for sex. Charles, I'm looking at your picture. You need to. <laughs> you need uh, to, Charles. Tina Conley came forward saying that she was with Shirley the night she was killed. So Shirley is, again, victim number three Mm -hmm. um, the night she was killed. It was raining hard, so Tina decided to take the night off. And since Shirley decided to stay, Tina gave her her raincoat. Oh, Tina. Sex workers work together. Yeah. Um, As Tina left, she saw Shirley get into a white pickup truck. Again, the pickup truck. Um, Tina showed the police where Shirley would take her clients normally, and it was a pretty secluded field. A raincoat was left in the field, and Tina identified it as the as coat she had loaned to rain Shirley. Coat. Yes. Police collected the rain, um, collected the coat, and found Shirley's blood on it. They also found an extremely unusual hair that they could not immediately identify. They knew it wasn't human because the inner core was much larger and the outer layer looked like a mosaic opposed to human hair, which looks like overlapping roof tiles. Uh, forensic scientists compared to compared it to known samples of um, dog, cat, deer, rabbit, and mouse hair with no luck. After a week of searching, scientists were finally able to identify it as a squirrel tail hair. From his taxidermy. No. Oh. <laughs> it, it just happened to get it on the clothes while they there? were in, oh, in the... I got all in, excited that you were going to come back It will come... It comes connect. back in... Okay. It does c- come back. So just hold on, okay, but not I to his taxidermy. I was really excited. Okay. I don't know why I was so excited about that. I thought I solved the whole crime. <laughs> <laughs> But that is a major piece of solving the crime. Um, In hopes to find something connecting him to the crimes, forensic scientists searched the contents of the vacuum cleaner bag that was taken from Albright's house during a home search. I don't know when this home search took place because I couldn't find anything about that. But obviously it was taken, it took place 
before they found, I don't know. The squirrel? Yeah. Hair? Um, so some hairs were found that were similar to Shirley's, uh, but it was no guarantee of matching it conclusively without a follicle test, um, without the follicle to test for DNA. Yeah. Um, after searching the contents of the vacuum bag, they were able to find an animal hair. Also identified as a squirrel tail hair, was microscopically similar to the one they found on the raincoat. Who has squirrel tail hair in there? Exactly. That that was like God the big thing house. is like the squirrel came down and like stood on the jacket, like because they like threw their jackets to the side while they were banging, and um, like the tail hair got on both their jackets. So a live squirrel. Oh, that's what he thinks is happening. That's what no, Charles? that's what the police believe happened. Okay, okay, okay. So like that because like it was the raincoat what they found in the field. Yes, like that didn't go to Charles's house. Okay, you're right. I um, understand. I got confused. Yeah. So I'm still on again. Taxidermy. <laughs> uh, this was a major piece of circ- circumstantial evidence that linked Albright to Shirley. Yeah. Um, looking more into Albright's past, they found out about his taxidermy interests and how he would take his time to make it perfect. Um, they also found out that because money was tight as he grew up, Albright's mother couldn't afford or wouldn't um, pay for pay to buy like glass eyes for animals that he would do the taxidermy for. Like so, they would sew buttons where the eyes would go. That's disgusting. Starting, I believe, his fascination with, with eyes. Eyeballs. Right. Um, so Albright matched all the indicators of the FBI profile. He had a background in science and was highly respected until his fraud was discovered. And he even regularly played baseball with the head of the Dallas County Forensic Science Unit. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Charles. Yeah. Albright was arrested on three counts of murder. He tried to blame it on Axton Schindler when comparing the um, the human hairs found at the different scenes. Schindler's hair was completely different, and Albright's was, again, microscopically similar. Uh, because Albright denied ever having sex with a sex worker, um, he had no way of explaining how his hair was on the body on the bodies and how Shirley's hair was found in his house. Like this could have been like a big out for him saying, Oh, like if he would have just said, yeah, I've been with sex workers, that gives a reason for them to have exactly like him to have found, the hair. Yes. I had sex with her. Yeah. That's but that doesn't mean I killed there. her. Yeah. Yeah. You can have sex without killing. Yeah. Um, and Albright admits that he has a fascination with eyes, but that doesn't make him a killer. Although he maintains his innocence, the eyeball murders did stop once he was incarcerated. It was you, Charles. Yeah. I think we know it was you. Um, With all the evidence being mostly circumstantial, the jury could only convict him of Shirley Williams' murder. On December 18th, 1991, he was sentenced to life in prison. He is still currently incarcerated at the John Montford Psychiatric Unit in Le... Lubbock, Texas, which I was also, I, why, why is he in the psychiatric unit? I mean, yeah, I know I he's know. a little bit crazy because he want he has an obsession with eyeballs, but I don't know why that, like in my head, being in a psychiatric unit for a prison or being in some type of like mental health facility is a lot cushier of a yeah, prison sentence sure. than it is for 
regular prism. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. But I mean, whatever. He, um, he is still the eyeball killer, and Dallas is a lot safer now. Yeah, I'm creeped out now. That's where they hold that um, conference I told you about. The caw. Oh, we're going to go to that together one day. Yeah. When this pandemic is over. If this pandemic is ever over. One day. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening about Charles Albright, the eyeball murderer. Bye. Bye.